What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour. This week, this is like literally the most exciting episode ever (laughs) because if they listen to all my podcasts, they would know. We're recording with my... I'm literally Tori's number one fan, you guys. So we're recording with Tori this week. This is so exciting. This is so exciting. (laughs) Okay, so tell us about what you do right now, your social medias, everything like that. Well, first off, thanks for having me. (laughs) Huge fan of Happy Hour. Could not be happier to record with you. (laughs) So um, I'm Tori DeSimone. I'm 22. I own two spin studios, one in Pennsylvania, Um, in the suburbs of Philly. It's in a town called Phoenixville. And the second one is in Seattle City, New Jersey. It's a beach town. And that's just like a seasonal one. So it's only open in the summertime. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much what I do now. But I got my start on YouTube when I was 14. I still kind of dabble in YouTube, but definitely not as much because of my studios. Um, But my Instagram is Tori Sterling, and I also podcast on my podcast, Manifest with Tori Simone. Woohoo! Yeah, you guys know I'm the biggest fan of Manifest with Tori Simone. I never know. I'm like Tori Sterling, Tori Simone. I know, I know. I can, so I go by either. Your Instagram is still Tori Sterling. Yeah, they won't let me change it. I've tried oh, so many times. I guess it's because I'm verified, so they think like maybe I'm like someone like hacking my own account. Oh, so you can't but they won't it. let me. And there's like no Instagram support. Like you cannot get in contact with Instagram. Yeah. Um. So it's it's just Tori Sterling. It's so hard. I literally thought when I got verified, I'm like, oh, there must be like a magic like chat room with Instagram yeah, no. now. They can like help me. There's no. nothing. You have to like go through your manager. And I've like reached out to my manager and been like, can you please help me? And um, they're like, yeah, no, not really. Sorry. No, it's so hard. Everyone yeah. always asks me, do people in your personal life, people are always like, I'm having Instagram troubles. Like, can you help me? Like, yeah. do you have like a connection? I'm like, no, no connection. Yes. All the time. I'm like, I'm really sorry, but I cannot be. Like, I know no one. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of you asked how Tori and I met. <laughs> I th- it's so funny when you say that you started YouTube when you were 15 or 14 because I started when I was 15 mm-hmm. and like that was just so long ago. It's so long ago. That's actually crazy. So we both started YouTube forever ago and I feel like I first knew of you just through like mutual mm-hmm. YouTube friends a while back. We actually were in like this group chat forever <laughs> ago but I feel like, like we didn't even know each other. We yeah. just both got like put into it. So that's when I first like really knew about you. And then definitely when you started being a spin instructor, like starting your studio, I was just so interested because I like loved spin. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool that she's like starting a spin studio. I was so into it. But yeah, and then we finally met like a little over a year ago Yeah, now. yeah. Was it like it was, I think it was in October? October because okay. it was right before your one year with Max. Mm-hmm. And I think it was October. I have a vlog of it actually. Yeah. And I posted that in... 
I posted that in November. Okay. But that I might have recorded it in October. So maybe it was like right before, because our yeah. one year, our anniversary is the 21st of October. Okay, yeah. So then yeah. I met you before. It was in October. Yeah. Because you spun on your one year. It's dried. Oh my gosh. Wait. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. So maybe we met on our anniversary. I think it might have been the Okay. Day. Wait. Yeah. And Max and I <laughs> came together. Yeah. You guys, it was so fun. Max and I came to stride in phoenixville and mm-hmm. we met tori for the first time it was so cute but like i felt like i knew you for yeah. so much longer before you know yeah i feel like that always happens when you meet someone that you know from the internet you're like wait we already know each other yeah and you're exactly like how you are in your videos and pod so i feel like anyone that meets you would already feel like they've known you for so long mm-hmm. and then especially like when i met you i was like i have known you for so long yeah <laughs> i know because when you follow each other you're like oh wait i already know this i know yeah. this friend i know this person i feel like you're the same too i can't believe it took us this long to meet though because i, I feel like we would have met at like playlist like beauty con like all beauty those things iMats yeah. did you ever go to iMats yes yeah I feel like we would have met so like so long before this oh my goodness Max <laughs> so people actually asked what our first impressions were of each other oh my god so yours for me was that I was like the same yeah 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 you were well actually you're taller than I thought yeah um and I feel like you probably get that a lot mm-hmm. you're definitely taller but you are exactly the same in your videos that you are in real life. Like, so bubbly and so fun and just so real mm-hmm. and very down-to-earth, very humble. Aww. Like, just so normal, which That's is so, so refreshing. Sweet. I know. I, I get that a lot, the taller in person. But I really love when people say that I'm, like, the same because... Yeah. Um, that's what I always say in my videos. I'm like, I swear, like, this is how I am in person. Because we definitely both have met people from the internet that are in person are, like, so different than they yeah. are on the internet. And you're like, whoa, this is so weird. It's, like, yeah. not how I expected. When I met you, I think you were exactly how I thought you were going to be. Height-wise, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, very, like, normal height, Thanks. I feel like. Yeah, like average of five, five. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you were just so cute. Obviously, you had, like, perfect makeup, but, like, I knew you oh always God, did. Thanks. So. Yeah, no, you were exactly how I thought you were going to be, too. Thanks. I feel like you're like that in your videos and on Instagram and everything, too. Thanks. And especially on your podcast. Like, Tori's the same. Very down to earth. Very humble. Oh, my God, you were so Thank humble you. about all your things. You're like, oh, yeah, I just have, like, these two spin suitors that I started when I was, like, an infant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my impression. And that you're so hardworking and, like, have it together. Oh, thanks. I think that's one of my biggest misconceptions is that everyone thinks I have it together, but I really don't. <laughs> like, I think people think I do, but, like, if you were to ask me, like, what I'm going to do in five years, I have no idea. Yeah. Which is crazy. But oh like my gosh, I people no literally ask that question. They're like, what really? You, like, they're like, yeah, where does she see her life in five years? I have an idea now, <laughs> um, but I only like have ideas because of like, I've always gone with the wind, like whatever, like I felt like doing, like I've always gone after it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I have it like together. But like it, like it, every day to day, I have that day together. But like mm-hmm. my long term future, I have like a loose idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like always open to the idea of like it could change drastically. Yeah. And if it does, like I'm gonna be 100 percent in the direction of wherever that takes me. Yeah, like me. you're okay with it. Yeah. I know. I think you, especially, I think you have it so together because whenever I listen to your podcast and you talk about like scheduling and routines and stuff, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I need to know that. I need to know that when I get up at seven, it's like seven oh one, I drink my water. Seven oh two, I take my vitamins. Literally down to. <laughs> I remember you saying that, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely one of my faults. I actually talked to my therapist about it because 
I like freak out. Well, I don't freak out. I kind of do. Like when like my schedule doesn't perfectly line up with how I want it to. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but if it like doesn't happen at 7.05, then it's like a failed of a day. She's like, no, it's not. Like you need to relax. And like yeah. you need to realize that like you have to go with the flow of things, mm-hmm. which is weird because like I do go with the flow, but within the flow, I want to plan. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. Okay. Look, because you want to feel like you're in control of your day, yes. sort of. Yes. And that sounds a lot like my friend Maggie. She's also very like structured schedule. Like everyone's like, oh my God, she has it so together. Like yeah. the same type of thing and she was talking about that when she was like the episode on my podcast and she was saying how she's had to learn that because she's so routine Mm -hmm. and she's like if I had one thing that was thrown off or I felt rushed or like if I didn't get my meditation and I felt like my whole day was just like thrown off but she's like I've had to learn that like it's okay I can wake up and do it tomorrow like it's a new day like it's fine like we have to move on because she's like would get so caught up in like keeping the same routine and if you're late or whatever you just feel like overwhelmed I feel like I feel that way too sometimes like if I wake up late I'm like oh my gosh, my whole day is ruined. Well, the biggest tip that like I've applied in my life, like when that stuff happens is to vacuum my room. And I don't know why it like clicks in my mind, but it does. Like when I vacuum my room or like my house or anything, I just feel like everything's back where it should be. Like Uh I feel like my place is like clean and like my head is clean and like decluttered. And I'm like, okay, like now I can take on the day again. So like, even if it's like 3 PM and I'm like, the day has been shit. Once I vacuum my room, I'm like, okay, like everything's good. Like I can go like work out now if I didn't get to work out yet. Or like I'll go grocery shop if I need to like get something for dinner. Like Mm -hmm. it, I don't know why, but it completely changes my whole day. I so agree with, I could so see that. Yeah. after you vacuum and you have like the nice marks in your carpet, you're like, wait, like life is good. I'm good. Everything's together. Yeah. My therapist told me to do that and I was like, okay, I'll try it. I thought it was crazy. And then I tried it and it changes everything. Okay. So you guys, if you're listening, go vacuum all your rugs. (laughs) Go vacuum your room. You're going to feel really put together. And your routine's thrown off vacuum. Wait, that's such a good like specific tip. Yeah. I'm going to use that. I vacuumed today and I was like, wow, I Feels feel so good. much better. This question says, does Tori know Max? I thought I would throw that in the beginning with impressions since you met him the first time <laughs> I met you, which is so funny. I love funny. Max. I he's know. so great. He's really, really sweet. He's exactly how he is on videos too. Mm. Like they're just really great people. <laughs> I know. It's funny because the first time I met you, he was there. He's like my little sidekick. Yeah. And I love whenever you say, you were like, yeah, you guys were on sidebar and you could see him like trying his best. I love it when guys spin because mm-hmm. I think it's like just so supportive of like their girlfriends because mm-hmm. typically like guys will only come like for their girlfriends. Yeah. So I love it when guys come spin because it's like so supportive and he came and I'm like, that's just so sweet. And it was their anniversary. <laughs> like, it's just so sweet. And Max is like such a rare breed. Mm-hmm. I remember, oh my God. Okay. I have to tell you this. So I remember one time I was watching your vlog when you surprised him mm-hmm. in... I don't know where it was. It was when you guys were doing long distance. So yeah. he was here. Yeah. He was in PA. Yeah. And um, you surprised him and like me with like my past. I was like, oh my God, like what if there's like another girl or something? Because yeah. that's just like what my mind goes to. Yeah. But then I'm like, wait, it's Max. Like that would never, ever happen. Whatever. Yeah. You surprised him. He was so happy. He was like, cookie. And I'm like, oh my yes. God, that's so cute. Yeah. And I that's how he is in real life. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about because I remember all the comments being like, oh my gosh, like me thinking like what if yes. there's a girl yes. there? Like something <laughs> I was like, they must be so solid because I could never do that. I know. I know. I'm like driving there and my mind's like going crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, what if he's busy? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> what am I going to walk into? <laughs> no, you guys are so, they're such a great 
like you guys are such a good couple Aww, i love you guys i'm looking sweet. for my max yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i know i know i always tell people i'm like i found like the needle in the haystack specifically with hockey boys yeah oh my god athletes Seriously. are tough especially athletes especially, in college yeah. i was just like why is this one like nice to me like i don't get it yeah no he's <laughs> so rare yeah he's a rare breed <laughs> so you guys know we always talk about what we're happy about and like a happy favorite quote or saying so take it away what are you happy about right now I'm happy about a lot of things right now I think I'm happy I said it's the holidays Mm -hmm. I love this time of year um and I think it's just so nice like my mom made cookies the other nights like I have like a whole like tin of cookies at my Uh house right now um I just like love that it's the holidays the time of year is so nice. I just love like seeing my family. Like I'm so lucky my family lives 30 seconds from my house. Mm-hmm. So I see them like every day. And it's just like even more special. It's just so nostalgic this time of year. Yeah. So that's probably what I'm happiest definitely. about. Oh my gosh, it literally is the little things when you grow up. I definitely agree with you. The holidays, I feel like you just always look forward to that time of year. Mm-hmm. And I know it can be hard for different people. And I mean, definitely for me, like and I'll take it deep really quick, but about my dad, like when you have things like loss in your life or grief, like it can be harder with like big moments like holidays where you just think about that person or stuff like that but it's still just such a happy time and if you have the blessing of seeing your family this year even if it's like a zoom christmas or Mm. holidays whatever it is um the holidays are just so fun and i love just the little things like decorating or like christmas lights or stockings or christmas trees it's just like Makes every day a little more fun. So Christmas music. Yes. Oh my god, I'm also happy about Taylor Swift's new album, Evermore. Yes. I'm so happy about that. Did you listen to all of it? Yeah. Did really? you? No, I listened to one song. Oh my god, which one? I really like Happiness. I love Happiness. Yeah. I think it's the saddest song I've ever heard in my life. Yes. But I love it. I was like tearing up at the end. Yeah. But it was just like so true. I mean, yeah. not like for me, but I think about like other friends and like relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so true true to like so many relationships. Yeah. That album is crazy like my two best friends love taylor swift mm. so we literally stayed up until midnight on thursday night to like listen to the whole album oh yeah it was crazy so it was so like i really like this album okay, so i'm very happy the yeah ivy's my favorite okay and then tis the damn season is my second favorite and then champagne problems is my third favorite <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this tis the season tis the damn is that Christmas? No, which you would okay. think it is, but it's actually about hooking up with an ex when you're home for the holidays. Oh! Which is like so hype. It makes me want to text an ex. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but it makes me want you're to. Like, I'm about to act up and start texting exes. I'm like, if Taylor says it's okay, it's okay. Like, then I'm going to do it. Wait, that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite quote or like a saying that you live by? It could be like a phrase. I actually just said this in my podcast. Um, on Monday that I put up, I'm going to read it because I forget what it is, but I really, really like it. It says, document the moments you feel most in love with yourself, what you're wearing, who you're around, what, and what you're doing. Recreate and repeat. I really like that um, just because like there are so many times when I think like, oh, I felt really pretty when I was wearing this or I felt really confident in myself when I looked like this or mm-hmm. I felt so loved when I was with these people. I felt happiest when I was doing this. And like I know those times and like I know those instances and I need to recreate it more so I feel that way more. Mm -hmm. And it's just like such a good way to live your life because you don't have to like live your life by the book or what you think is right. Like you really should live your life to feel loved and like beautiful and appreciated. Mm -hmm. So I just want to do that more. And that quote like just speaks to me. I love that. And I feel like that helps with like confidence too. Yes. 
It's it helped so much lately. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's yours? Wait, I love that. <laughs> I feel like I always say just really like generic stuff. I'm always like, everything happens for a reason. But I try That's to true. like have faith in, in things like that mm-hmm. because it just helps. Yeah. Or just having like faith in general or like hope, being hopeful. I don't know. That things yeah. like work out how they're supposed to, especially when you sort of don't have control over anything. Like things like right now, what's going on mm-hmm. in the world, the pandemic. So difficult and so like tragic, obviously, for so many reasons. But if you can just sort of like let go a little bit and just be like, okay. Or I've heard this phrase like let go and let God, not yes. to like be religious, but like that helps too, just like having faith in general that things are gonna work out. Yes. I feel like helps a lot. And another thing that um I was listening to, I was subscribed to um Army, which is a studio in LA and New York and they're doing like online classes. The LA instructor Angela said this in a class and like it stuck with me. She said that um progress takes practice and patience Mm -hmm. and by showing up every single day to your practice you'll get your progress but you have to practice patience to get the progress Mm -hmm. but you'll your progress will show up in its due time which I think is like so true because especially like for me like I'm huge on instant gratification Mm -hmm. and like showing up every day like a workout or eating clean or just doing anything that like you want to see good results from takes a lot of patience but like you just have to trust universe god whatever it is that you trust Mm -hmm. that the progress will show up when it's ready for you and when you're ready for it yeah you know i never thought of the idea of like patience and all of that yeah because i'm so like that too like instant gratification i'm the same way i'm like oh my gosh i did like abs for two days like why don't i I see abs (laughs) exactly but it's like okay like maybe i mean you can take it like literally or like figuratively where it's like okay maybe i'm not ready for the stage of my life for everything to fall into place. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep showing up while I can, but just trust that when it's ready for me, I'll be ready for it. Aww. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about spinning, of course. Okay. Your spin studio, instructing, everything like that. So how did you first get into spinning and how is your process becoming an instructor? Okay. So great question. So I got into spin in 2015, which is crazy that that's five years ago. Yeah. So, um, I was active like growing up like I played softball growing up and then I stopped playing softball and kind of like pursued YouTube and in the course of all that I moved out to LA and I gained like the LA 15 you know I was like free and wild and was like having a great time so I came home and I was like oh like I kind of want to get this like extra weight off like I was always really tiny growing up and then I just was kind of like gaining weight I'm like this is crazy like I want to get rid of it so I Went to New York with my best friend Hallie at the time, and she was like, oh, we should go to Soul Cycle. It's this really fun place, and I was like, okay, whatever. So we went, and I fell in love with it. I was like, this is so awesome and so great and so fun. Like, I don't even feel like I'm working out. Mm-hmm. And I was in the second row, and there was a girl in front of me who was killing it. Like, she was on the beat the whole time, and obviously I wasn't. And I was like, I want to be as good as her one day. So when I got home from New York... Um, Hallie found a studio that was like 15 minutes from my house. She's like, oh, it's exactly like SoulCycle. Like, you should go. We'll both really like it. And I was like, okay, I'll go. So I went, loved it. And then Hallie actually got a job at that studio. Um, So then I would go like all the time. And I really started going like every single day in like March of 2016. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with it. And um, I got really connected to this one instructor. Her name was Jess. Um, she's actually my co-owner now, so like worlds collide. It was crazy, but 
Um, I got really connected to her. And then in August of 2016, I left for college and I went there for one semester, dropped out, came home and I was like, well, you know what? Like I want to open a studio when I'm 24, 25. So I better start instructing. Like I feel like that's like step one. So I went to the owner of the studio that I was going to and I was like, hey, like I really want to teach. Is there any way you train me? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So I trained for three to four months. And then my first class was in March of 2017. And that's kind of where it all started. Wow. Yeah. Wait, that's so quick, I feel like. It from was when really you started fast. to when you started instructing. Yeah. I don't think I even knew that you like met Jess through that first studio and you started mm-hmm. like taking her class. Yeah. That's so fun. Yes. Yeah, so she was my instructor and I actually trained under her for a while. Mm-hmm. And like when you train, you would ride, ride shotgun up on stage mm-hmm. and I would like ride shotgun with Jess and she was like, you know, my mentor and like she would teach me a bunch of different things and moves and how to like interact with the class. And so did the owner, like, mm-hmm. like, um, the owner of the studio is amazing. And like, she taught me so much and like, she's such a huge part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Her and Jess together, like really like created me into the instructor that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so Jess and I just got really, really close. It's such a cool relationship that her and I have because I was her client and then I was her trainee and then I was her coworker and now I'm her co-owner. Yeah. So it was, it's a really cool like progression. And it was mm-hmm. all very organic and natural. Like, I didn't skip steps. Mm-hmm. And it was it just all flowed together. When you were training, like, what was that like? So every studio is going to be really different. Like, mm-hmm. I know Soul's training is very different than the training that I went through. Mm-hmm. And Stride kind of has, like, our own crafted training. Mm-hmm. So I personally didn't do it with anybody. I just did it by myself. And so the way that I was trained was I would do an audition. And my audition was three songs. And it's pretty much just like a starting point of like where we're where we're at and where we need to get to. My audition was awful. Like it was so terrible because you like get a mic thrown on and you're like, okay, teach me. And it's like, oh my God, I'm teaching to the owner of the studio. Like I've taken her classes for a year and now I'm teaching. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so, and she wouldn't ride. She would just watch. So I would teach her to an empty room. And then from there, we would do like different songs each week. So we were building up like a full playlist. So she would have me do like three songs and then we'd perfect them. And then I'd do another three songs and then we'd perfect them and then another three. And then eventually I'd have a full playlist, which is typically like 12 songs. Mm -hmm. And then I would show her the whole playlist. And then once we thought like we were ready, then I would do a mock class with um, like anyone from the studio that wanted to come. And then I was on the schedule like the next week. And then that's how I started. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so intimidating. Yeah. So that's how we, how I did it. Like when I trained and stride does it a little bit differently, but it's along the same concept of like you audition, we see where we're at. We're see, we'll see like if we can continue or if you need to like, you know, find the beat more, if you need to work on your form more, whatever it might be. Um, and the, the biggest thing that you learn in training is the transition from being a rider to being an instructor, because Mm -hmm. it's really, easy to be a wonderful rider like once you kind of get the hang of it like you can find the beat you can really follow along well it's about like becoming a leader like if there's no one to show you the beat can you find the beat if there's no one to you know count into a combo can you find the the counts to go into a combo mm-hmm. so it's really just like a big transition that you learn yeah. everyone always asking people are asking they're like would you ever want to be like an instructor for Tori or like outside <laughs> or whatever because people always ask me that because I love spin mm-hmm. but I think you just like 
brought up the very important point that like I love spin like I think I'm a strong rider but I don't know if I necessarily would be a good instructor or would love it you know what yeah, I mean yeah totally it's so different it is very different and there is a really big element of like magic that does get taken away mm-hmm. when you become like a rider to an instructor um I think everyone always wants to move up which is awesome and they want to like do the next best best thing like once you've mastered riding like they're like I want to teach and that's Mm -hmm. awesome like I encourage anyone to become an instructor in your due time like when you want to do it Mm -hmm. but you do lose like this huge like element of magic where it's like wow like this song or this class like changed my life today Mm -hmm. and once you're an instructor like you do kind of lose that because like you are always like wow like I would have done this to this song or you feel like you have to be on in class because other clients are like watching you and they know that you're an instructor like even if I travel far and like I'll go to like soul cycle or anything like I get recognized whenever I go to Seoul like I've actually gone to Seoul and then had a couple of their clients like follow me back to stride and they're like oh I saw you at soul cycle so like I came yeah. and I'm like oh thanks you know what I mean so like you can't really just like be a rider and like enjoy the ride anymore you have mm-hmm. to be on all especially the time especially when you are instructing you have to like hold the energy of the class mm-hmm. and be like leading so I feel like you can't just like turn your brain off and yes. like dance around and yes. have fun you have to like make sure everyone's doing okay and like keep totally. an eye on everyone it's yeah. exhausting like I love it I wouldn't trade it for the world but like when I teach my classes like I'm drained for the rest of the day because yeah. I give my classes like 150 percent of me mm-hmm. like I leave everything in that room mm-hmm. so when I'm done I'm like whoa like yeah. I'm exhausted like it's like mentally draining too. yeah this is specific, but do you have any spin technique advice for our listeners? Ooh, <laughs> technique, like riding? Yeah. Okay, so the biggest thing is that, it's, I'm talking rhythmic spin here. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing rhythmic spin, you have to get the beat before you can do anything else. Like mm-hmm. if you're trying to do upper body combos or choreo, without having your legs on the beat, you're going to feel like a discombobulated elephant that yes. like just gets pushed over. Like it's just not really going to work. Yeah. Um, so I would always say just get the beat down first and find it, whether it's in the saddle or out of the saddle, whatever it is that like helps you find it, get that first and then stand up and like find your choreo. And just remember that like everyone is going to go at their own pace. I always say like in my classes, as long as you move your legs, you're doing it right. Like the instructor isn't looking at you as much as you might think that they are Mm -hmm. and everyone in that room is really there for themselves so no one is looking at you no one is judging you no one is being like oh my god she can't ride to save her life I promise you no one is thinking that and the instructor is just happy that there's people in their room totally so as long as you're having fun and doing it and you know moving your legs at all you're doing it right but if you want to become a better rider the first thing you have to do is find your footing and find the beat yeah. And that comes with practice. Totally. I won't say the instructor's name, but I went to an instructor <laughs> long ago that was very intense. Yeah. And I must have been having trouble keeping up with like the very fast pace of the class. And he would yell at everyone and say, if you don't have the legs, don't even try the arms. Like, don't even try it. You can't do it. And that was a very harsh way of saying it, but like, it's very true. It <laughs> is just yeah. so hard to do the arms without the legs. Yes, it really is. And like, you know, when they were saying that, they definitely don't mean it in a rude way, but like that's that's the foundation of the class. So if you're yeah. not going to find the beat, you can't find the arms. Yeah. You were saying you give so much energy in your classes. How how do you think you have so much energy for your class? Definitely my playlist has everything to do with it. So I love every single one of my playlists. Like every day when I make my playlist for a class, I always make it that day because I'm not always 
in the same mood if I make it a couple days before that I am that day of class. Mm -hmm. The weather also has like a really big factor to do with it. Like if it's raining outside and gloomy, like I know a lot of people typically when they're coming are going to be kind of down and kind of just like, okay, I'm here to like go through the motions of my day. So I'll either mirror that and I'll maybe start class off with like a more soulful song and I'll have all the lights off and I'll just, you know, really let them like reflect, feel what they're feeling and then be like, okay, feel what you're feeling and then we're going to turn it off and we're going to start brand new, give me a fresh mindset, like feel your emotions, but then get ready to turn them off and let's have fun. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go in on the opposite and just be like, it's so shitty outside. We're going to have an amazing class and like completely turn around your energy. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, if it's like really sunny and bright and warm out, everyone's in a great mood. I'm going to mirror that in my spin class. Mm-hmm. So my playlist has everything to do with it. And if I don't love my playlist, I'm not having fun. And like, I need to have fun for them to have fun. Yeah. So every time I teach a class, like I love my playlist, like wholeheartedly, I love my playlists. And to me, I'm like throwing my own frat party every single time. So yeah. I want people to be like, wow, like I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm having fun, I know that they are too. So it really comes out of my playlist. So that's what gives you energy. And coffee helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know because the next song probably comes out and you're like, oh, this is so good. No, literally every song I'm like, this is so good, guys. Yeah. I love my playlist all the time. But is your best advice for, I guess, starting any business in general and like what were the first steps that you took for starting Stride? Okay. So I started Stride when I was 19 and it opened when I was 20. So I was really fortunate because I had a huge support system behind me. So I guess that's like the biggest thing is that you have to really believe in yourself if you don't have the people behind you to believe in you. I'm really lucky that my parents backed me. I have an amazing co-owner that backed me. And we had a team of people before we even opened that just completely backed us, which was awesome. But you have to really believe in yourself and stand up for yourself and think like if someone I mean I I know like I was so young I'm I I can't imagine people weren't saying like she's 19 what is she doing or people from my high school are like what is going on Mm -hmm. it looks very weird to like the outside but like I was so sure of it I was so confident in it that I set the tone for like how the business was gonna be and I was so serious about it I was so confident in it that other people had no other choice other than to like get on board so mm-hmm. it's either like get with it or get lost kind of mentality when it comes to that mm-hmm. so definitely just be confident in your idea even if it's crazy or unique or it's something that we've seen a million times just be so confident in it because if you're confident in it then no one's gonna say like what is she doing mm-hmm. you know like you set the tone so that's like the biggest thing um but then to get started there's so much to get started mm-hmm. um The biggest thing that I've learned is probably to start an LLC or a corporation, however you're structuring your business, start that, get the name, and then trademark the name. Um, And then from there, like, get a team, like, get an accountant um, because they will really help you get you know a lot of people get like life coaches or business coaches I didn't because my parents were very savvy in the whole business space so I didn't but if I didn't have them I definitely would have hired somebody um you're gonna need someone to like financially help you or back you it's hard to find loans for like a new business so Mm -hmm. finding investors starting a business plan um that's probably my top three start a business plan get like an LLC of some sorts corporation however you're gonna do it and um get a life coach, business coach, an accountant. 
Interrupting quick since I know so many of you already love Jenny Kane as much as I do since their brand is literally goals. My Jenny Kane pillows, you guys, you know the ones I just got, are my most favorite thing. Update, they're incredible. I know I talked about them when I talked about Jenny Kane on a podcast. Recently, they just look so good and make my bed look so polished. And like I said, Jenny Kane is just so my vibe, you guys, since their secret to an effortless and elevated home and wardrobe is really built on timeless classics and inviting neutrals that focus on comfort without sacrificing style and since the temperatures are dropping here in Pennsylvania where I live their cold weather staples are so nice I'm really loving their cashmere cocoon cardigan if you guys saw it my photos on Instagram recently I am so so happy I invested in it since it's quite literally the softest sweater I've ever owned and so freaking cute I get so many compliments on it Jenny Kane is seriously the ultimate gifting destination you guys with special pieces there's something for everyone on your list like a sweater shirling slippers cozy pillows like the ones I love etc there really is no place like Jenny Kane for the holidays so listen up if you're doing last minute Christmas shopping like I am right now at Jenny Kane. I love how they believe in creating everyday pieces that are made to last forever that will also never go out of style like polished basics and home pieces. I know their mules which come in leather, suede, shirling and more. One of their most popular staples along with my favorite cocoon sweater like I mentioned before. Also the pillows I bought you guys the big three square white ones are the linen square pillows if you were wondering and the two in the front are the lumbar linen pillows in the color natural. I personally am gifting myself some more Jenny Kane this holiday season if I'm being honest so treat yourself like me or obviously pieces from Jenny Kane make such nice gifts as well so find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 20% off your first order when you use my code happy hour and that's Jenny Kane j-e-n-n-i-k-a-y-n-e.com promo code happy hour all caps one word for 20% off and now let's get back into the episode are you guys enjoying this one with Tori this one's so fun I remember you talking about this on your podcast so how do you feel about YouTube do you think you've transitioned away from it or yeah I feel like I have um I just feel like when I was young it was like my whole life and it was my hobby it's what got me through high school it's really what led me to stride Mm. and now that I have stride I just feel like I have kind of grown out of YouTube and like the whole social media space like I always say on my podcast like if I could delete my Instagram today I would Mm -hmm. the only reason I keep it is really because of stride um same with my YouTube like it's just People understand that I'm much busier, so I don't really have, like, the time to post a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, which is so great that, like, people understand that now, but it's definitely just not the passion of where it used to be because stride is my passion, and mm-hmm. I'm so, like, 150% in whatever I'm doing that I hate half-assing anything. Yeah. Um, but with that, I started a podcast, and I have to say, like, my podcast love, like, is like my passion now like mm-hmm. for social media like I love my podcast um so yeah, it's, pretty it's much so fun because you can just be like so real on the podcast yeah and like the long form content like this like just chatting yes it's so nice and so many people will come to stride and be like I found you because of your podcast like not even because like my youtube no or anything way. like it's always because my podcast yeah which I think is so great because like you said like I'm super vulnerable in my podcast and like mm-hmm. I feel like that's a space where I can really like help people or like you know inspire others and I'd rather than be inspired than be like you know entertained by like a 15 minute vlog where I'm just like this is what I'm wearing today and like this is what I'm eating you know what I mean like not to discredit my YouTube channel but like I would so much rather make those connections on a podcast yeah I know you can definitely give more advice Mm -hmm. and just like I don't know more value to people I feel like through a podcast yeah 
I guess it depends like on the YouTube videos you're making, but I so see what you mean. It's like, here's my outfit. (laughs) Here's my decor. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you think has been your best financial decision so far in your 20s? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Well, this was actually my teens. Um, As soon as I dropped out of college, I bought a house. And it's where I've been living for the past, um, actually, four years today I moved in. No way! Yeah, yeah. December 12th. Oh I my think goodness. That's today. Yeah, December 12th of 2016 I moved in. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so four years ago Happy today. anniversary. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, so I purchased a house and that's definitely been the best because I don't have to pay rent. Um, I've been building up credit and, you know, like, God forbid, if I needed the money in my house, I could, like, sell my house and get all the money out and then some. So definitely investing is very smart. My grandpa growing up, too, he passed in 2017, and I wish he was alive because I could, like, I could really use his knowledge now mm-hmm. more than I, I could have when I was 2017. And he never saw me open stride, and, like, I wish that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he would just have been so proud. But anyway, um, growing up, like, for my 10th birthday or something, he got me a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. And so he would just start putting money in it, like, all the time, like, growing up. And now, like, whenever I, like, need to apply for something or co-sign for anything, they're always, like, you know, asking about your financials. And then my mom's always, like, don't forget about your Roth IRA. And I was, like, oh, my God, that's so hype that, like, I have one of those. Yeah. So, like, starting a retirement fund really early is really, really important. And just investing your money anyway. Like, it's really easy to invest now. Like, you don't need to put in, like, a lot of money. Um, but d- definitely just investing. Yeah. Is what I would recommend. Yeah. So good. I know. I can't believe you at such a young age was like, I'm going to buy a house. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you were so good. You were so smart. Like, oh, that was all age. my mom. I was going to rent because I, like, I wanted these, like, really cute apartments in, like, in town in Phoenixville. And my mom was like, no, like, you're not going to waste your money renting. Like, you have the money to buy. You should buy. And honestly, it's not as much money to buy as you think it would be. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like smarter financially. Like you really, do, you don't even need 20% down to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do like 5% down and just have a little bit of higher mortgage payments and then you sell it and you get money typically back out of it. So mm-hmm. we, us, the DeSimones, we always just really like investing in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Okay, I needed to hear that because I've been <laughs> thinking, I mean, that is like totally unrelated, but I mean, not here, but I always think about buying like maybe in Boston. Yes, you could even like buy that. like a rental property. Mm-hmm. Like you could buy like an Airbnb and then it's just like passive income. Yeah. And real estate is just like, and Airbnb is going public now, so you can like invest in them in the stock market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm like, you were like, <laughs> I feel like people don't even realize like how smart you are I mean just in general with your business and like with money everything like that thank you I always I'm trying to get a lot better with my money that's for sure Mm -hmm. me too (laughs) the spending always yeah (laughs) so this is a little bit of a pivot but you've talked about like your early morning routines and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so do you have tips for everyone for getting up early yeah I do okay so when it comes to your morning routine, early is relative depending on like who you are and mm-hmm. what your day-to-day activities look like. Um, the biggest thing with the morning is that you always want to start off with a win. It's really easy to 
have these really high hopes and high expectations and then when the alarm clock goes off at 4 30 in the morning you're like oh my god I don't want to do this you hit snooze and then you have all the stuff lined out from like 4 30 to 6 and then you wake up at 6 a.m and you're like oh my god I can't do anything and now I'm really behind Mm -hmm. so you always want to make sure that you're starting off with a win so like if you know that you're not a morning person and you can't get out of bed until 8 30 at the earliest like don't make yourself if you have to okay fine like let's start with 8 a.m and like see if we can put 30 minutes of stuff in there to help you start your day Mm -hmm. but like you have to do a routine that you know is going to be successful for you every single day that you can stick to so like for me I used to always wake up at four and I could do that for a, a while and then the pandemic hit and I was like I'm not getting up at four like what do I what do I have to live for it for yeah. so now I get up around like six and six thirty, and it's just a time where I'm really comfortable with like I can stay up late and still know that I'd still get you know at least like six hours of sleep which I'm okay with um to have like a successful morning so just make sure that your routine is capable and sets you up for success yeah, totally. That's such good advice because I feel like for so long in Boston, I'd be like, I need my early routine. And I'd like sign up for the 6 a.m. class and I'd get up at five, but like that was not like sustainable yeah. for me. Yeah. And, and then, then I'd be exhausted and sleep all day, you same. know? Like I'd be drained. <laughs> and like I also know that like if I'm really, really busy that day, like yes, I will wake up at six and I'm going to have a busy day that will keep me you know, productive and I'll be on track. But like, I know that if I don't have a lot to do that day or if I can like work from home for most of that day, I just have like a couple emails or stuff to answer, like a low workload day. You know, maybe I'll let myself sleep until seven to where I feel like, okay, like I can sleep in a little bit more, still get everything done and not be like stressed out Mm -hmm. or wake up super early to have like this huge productive morning and then nine o'clock hits and I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I just want to sleep and I'm too tired to be productive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It also like it does vary day to day. Um, but I typically find like you'll find a sweet spot that works for you. And like for me, it's like between six and six thirty. Yeah, it's totally a balance because you don't want to get up too early where yes. you're like, oh my gosh, it's ten o'clock, like I need to go back to bed. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So you said now you're like six, six thirty. So can you give us like specifics on your morning routine? Yes. Oh my god, I love talking about my morning routine. Okay, <laughs> so I wake up at six. And um, the first thing I do is go into my bathroom. I try not to check my phone. I know you were just talking about that on your last episode. I'm trying to be better. It's hard not to check your phone in the morning. It's really hard. I'm I, so my problem is like my alarm clock's on my phone. So I've always wanted to buy like an external alarm clock, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what if it doesn't go off? So I just haven't. Yeah. But that's just, whatever. That's my own mind. So no, I agree completely. Yeah. Like, what if it doesn't go off? Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, we're, like, used to our phones. It's reliable. Yes, and I like the sound that my phone makes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just used to it. So um, I check my phone really quickly just to make sure, like, nothing happened overnight, that no staff needs me, no no friends need me, like, whatever. I check it, and then I leave it, um, and then I go to the bathroom. I don't bring my phone with me into the bathroom. Because I watched the so, uh, the social dilemma and they said, are you the person that checks your phone before you pee or while you pee? And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be the person that has it while I pee. Because yeah. I've also read a lot of studies with gut health and they say how bad that is for your gut. And I have noticed, I don't know if this is like correlated, but oh. since I've stopped bringing my phone with me like into the bathroom in the morning, um, I'm not as bloated. I don't know no if there's way. any correlation, but I have noticed that. Maybe it has to do with like stress because your phone like stresses you out and then it's it in there and then it's like a terrible storm. Yes, I think it does. Like, wow. I don't know, whatever. So I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, and then I come out into my room 
And I go back into bed and I read a book for about 45 minutes. I love reading. Wait, I love that. Yeah, I love I want to do that in the morning. You should. That sounds like such a great way to start your morning. Yes, make sure it's a book that you like. Mm -hmm. Like if it's a book that you're dreading, you're like, oh, Not like nonfiction, like a history. Yeah, like like boring. (laughs) Unless you like that, but. (laughs) No, like when I used to read um, like self-help business books in the morning, I would feel like actually really stressed out because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not doing enough and it's the first thing I'm doing that day. It's like overwhelming. Yeah. And I'm like, I could be doing so much. Like, look at all these people that are, like, doing amazing things with their life. Like, I'm in bed. Like, what? You know what I mean? So, like, I started reading nonfiction or fiction books. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, completely changed my whole day. Mm. And I really look forward to it. And I feel really good when I finish a book. So Mm -hmm. I'll read for about 45 minutes. And then I will set another timer. And then I'll go downstairs when that timer goes off. And I make a cup of matcha in the mm. morning, and I love. I look forward to that every single day. It's like the mm. best thing that I do. So I make my cup of matcha, and then I go upstairs, and I'll either read more while I drink the matcha, or I'll plan out my day. I typically try to plan my day at night, mm-hmm. um, because I find that if I do it in the morning, I kind of get stressed out. I'm like, I have so much to be doing today, and it's 7 a.m., like, what am I doing? Um, so I try to do it the night before, so that I know that in my day, my morning routine is scheduled and it's just as important as sending an email that I'm like needing to send later Wait, that that's day. That's really good advice because I yeah. feel stressed when I plan my day in the morning. Like yes. I'm wasting time because I'm writing it all down for like 10 minutes if that yes. makes sense. Okay, so do it the night before. Yeah, do it the night before okay. and make sure that you schedule your morning routine and your workout in as if And the reading and... Yes, mm-hmm. because that's just as important as like... A meeting or sending an email or doing like whatever it might be that I need to do that day mm-hmm. working out to me and like waking up and reading is just as important totally and it shouldn't make I shouldn't feel guilty while I do that stuff mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I'll either read or I'll journal or I will um, write down stuff in my to-do list so then that takes me till about seven fifteen, and then from seven fifteen to about seven forty, I get ready for the gym and so I'm just like you know getting ready and then I go to the gym and I get to the gym by eight and I just like lift for like an hour to an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and then I get home and then I eat breakfast and I shower and then I typically can start my work day by like 10 15 10 30 Mm -hmm. and I feel great because I had like four hours to myself that I don't feel guilty about because it's already like all scheduled in and um stride had classes running like all morning so no one really needed me during that time because the studio is like up and operating and my manager can handle it. My co-owner can handle it. Um, and then I have the morning to myself and then I'm available for the rest of the day. That's such a good way to start your day. And I find that I'm a better boss when I've had a morning to myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I wake up stressed out, like I'm just not pleasurable for the rest of the day. Like it seems like by 10 you were like, okay, I'm ready for Mm -hmm. whatever the day brings. Like I can take it on because I've had this morning to like set me up for the day. Yeah, exactly. And it's really easy to nick that because it's like, oh, that's four hours of my day when I could be doing other things. But it's like, no, 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 because that four hours is crucial to have a productive day. And I find that when I don't do my morning routine, I'm not as productive and I'm much, I'm just less resilient. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm able to like quit tasks easier or like move things around easier when I just shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. 
I feel so similar to you in things that you were saying because the other day I feel like I did just that and I felt a lot less resilient. I was like crying. Like why am I crying all day? Mm-hmm. Like I was like emotional because I was overwhelmed because I felt like I had so much to do and I like slept through my morning and I just felt like so yeah. just thrown off. So Wait, I want to ask so you about good. your morning routine though because when I – because I'm single. So it's so much easier I think to have a routine like when you're single. Yes. Like how do you do it with a boyfriend? No, now it's definitely harder and especially now in the pandemic we'll just be like okay since we know deep down that we could just sleep in later like there's not anything that's really like time sensitive I don't know because we're like oh we could do whatever we have to do during the day we can kind of do whenever like Mm -hmm. he's like I can go to the gym and like go skate whenever we're like we can Brody will sleep with us for as long as he wants we can walk him whenever so it's tough to be like very structured but I try my hardest because I know that helps so much and just in general like having similar things happen each day at like the same time routine just helps I feel like mentally physically like all those things um no but it's definitely hard with someone else and just trying to like I feel like we always just try to really like communicate like we're like okay what are you doing tomorrow like how's your day like he'll be like oh I'm getting up really early like I have an early lift or like an early skate or whatever yeah and then especially with Brody it's another layer because I'm like okay I'm gonna wake up and sometimes I'll try to work out before Brody gets up so I can walk him after but sometimes he's up right away so I walk him then work out after so it's like hard to try to juggle it all but I'm trying to find a more like I try not to be too hard on myself because I'm like obviously there's a lot of like moving parts here like it's okay if days are different but I'm like oh I'd love to be able to just get up at like six every day get my workout in then have Brody wake up and then walk him so yeah it's sort of like a balance it is a balance. Like, I remember when I was dating my ex, like, he was pretty much living with me, mm-hmm. and I barely had a routine when he would, like, live with me because I just, like, I'm such a softy, so I'd be like, I'll wake up when he gets up, and then when yeah. he gets up, like, I just want to, like, cuddle and, like, stay in bed a little bit, but then, like, you know, I just wouldn't really be as productive as I was because I'm such a softy. I'm like, oh, like, I just want to, like, be with my man for, like, a little bit longer. Yeah. I will say since being single, like, my productivity has skyrocketed, yeah. which has been great for, like, my career and stuff, but... No, that's so true. Like single people and then people that are like in relationships. Yeah, I guess it depends the type of person you are in a relationship, but I really relate to that. And I feel like sometimes your partner in your relationship can be a big distraction. Yeah, (laughs) literally a huge distraction. (laughs) Not to be like your distraction, but sometimes (laughs) a good distraction. Yeah. So, do you have a specific night routine too? Are you just more about like the morning routine? Like, yeah. So I try to have a night routine, but again, one that I know I can do every night. Like, Mm -hmm. typically by the nighttime, I'm tired. And I make sure that I have a routine that I can do on the weekends and the weekdays that mirror one another. So like on the weekends, it might not be like that I wake up at six, but I will do the same things when I wake up. So like Mm -hmm. I'll wake up at like eight, maybe nine, and I'll read a book and I'll go work out and I'll start my day the same way, same with um, the way I end my day. So typically how it goes is like I eat dinner and then I will make a cup of tea and then I go upstairs. And then while I drink my tea is when I will like write out my routine for the next day, like my to-do list, everything like that. Mm -hmm. And then once my tea's finished, I'll light a candle, put on my salt rock lamp, and then take a shower and like turn off my lights and play music. So it's like very like serene and like like, yeah, like the best shower of my life. (laughs) So then I take a shower and then um, I will get out of the shower, put lotion on, um, spray my pillow, and then go to bed. So very, very simple. Yeah. I try not to overcomplicate my name. Yeah, I think I get... 
stuck when I put too much in there. Like I'm like, okay, Gretchen, you're going to self tan on these days. And then I need to mm. do like this face mask and this hair mask. It gets so tough. That's, I will like drive myself crazy yes. if I do that. Like, okay, I'm going to tan on Wednesdays and Sundays, but like, oh my God, what if on Wednesdays, like actually Thursday morning, like I have a workout, like I don't want to ruin my tan. Yeah. But then what if like, and I'm the same way with like hair masks. I'm like, okay, I'll do a hair mask on like Wednesdays and Sundays. But like, what if the same, like I drive myself crazy. Yeah. So I just kind of go with the flow. Me too. You know what I mean? I know and trying to figure out like okay I'm doing these workouts this day and like I'm gonna wash my hair this day but I'm gonna do my hair mask on Sunday when I take my bath so then when <laughs> yes I'm you're in my brain I'm the same way I'm like, oh, crazy. okay this makes me feel better that I'm like yeah. not alone in this I'm like writing it all down I'm like which day matches with this <laughs> <laughs> me too I'm literally crazy with it oh my gosh okay so can you tell us a little about like your journaling and manifestation I feel like in specific, it's funny because that's the name of your podcast. Mm-hmm. But you, whenever you talk about manifesting, it's literally like changed my life. Not to be dramatic, oh, but like it really has. Thank you. Yeah. So, oh my God, there's so much we could like dive into. Mm-hmm. What about it? Just like anything? Yeah. Like maybe, maybe tips, like takeaways, like ways that it's helped you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So great place to start. So the biggest tip that I have for manifestations, like what you talked about on your last episode, Mm -hmm. and it's picturing yourself as your higher self. You have like literally changed my life. And so many of my friends, like I tell them about that. And they're like, whoa, that like changed everything. Yeah. Like no one thinks like that. Yes. Everyone should think like yes. that. Yes. It totally changes everything about the way that you think. Like it's very easy to get caught up in the reality of like right now. But when you think of your higher self, you're separating yourself from like your current state, mm-hmm. which is really refreshing. Like I know that if I have like a negative thought or like, you know, some days like I wake up like almost like a little depressed, I can separate myself from those thoughts and know like, okay, like this isn't actually me. It's just, you know, a, a, a figment of my consciousness coming out and I know that I can separate myself from it. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to picture yourself as your higher self, you start to live that way. So you kind of separate yourself from like your physical body and are more in tune with just like your soul and like your spirit and like how you want your life to be. And then when you start to act and live your life like the way you want it to be, that life is just going to show up. Mm-hmm. But it's because you're actively working towards it, but it's because you believe in it. Okay, so the best way that I recommend for everyone to do this is to write down just who you want yourself to be. It can be in a year, it can be in five years, it can be in 10, it can be in 20, it doesn't matter. It could be like next week. Like if you're like, next Monday, this is how I want my life to be, like write it down. And this can change a million times over. Like I've rewrote this probably three or four times just this year because so much has changed this year and Mm -hmm. I've learned so much this year. I actually did this a couple weeks ago where I wrote down every single thing that I wanted in my life, but I left out my career and I left out my love life because I have no idea what I want those to be. Like I'm single right now and I'm loving being single. Like I can't even imagine bringing anyone else into the mix because like I'm on like the best journey of self-love that I've ever been. And like, I, mm-hmm. I love myself so much. And like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to say that a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want to write anyone in my higher self because like, I'm good. Like, I don't need anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with my career. So the only thing that I wrote about in my career was how I wanted my career to make me feel. So like, I wanted to feel happy. I wanted to not be stressed. And that's another thing. Like, make sure you leave out words that you don't want in your life. So I didn't write like, I don't want to be stressed out because then you only hear stress and that's not what I want. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be self-sufficient. I wanted to um, like enjoy what I'm doing every single day, like kind of words like that. 
Um, I wrote down how I wanted to look. I wrote down the kind of workouts that I wanted to be doing. I wrote down the house that I wanted to be living in. I wrote down where I wanted the house to be. I wrote down what foods I wanted to have for breakfast and lunch and dinner and how much I want to see my parents and how much I want to see my friends and what I would do with my friends when I would see them. And I would so specific. So specific. And like write down every single day, like even to like what my house would smell like and what music would be playing and like not even like Harry Styles, but like how the music would make me feel. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Just like really like emulating this higher self. And then once you have this higher self, you can break it down. So like for me, it was like self-care, friendship, relationships. And then it was like, okay, what are my steps to building these relationships? For my parents, for example, it was seeing them a lot. Like my higher self was always so happy to see my parents and and my higher self would have Sunday dinners with my parents every week. So I'd make sure that, you know, that's something I can do right now. So, you know, I try not to skip dinners because I know my higher self would go to those dinners. Mm -hmm. Um, With my friends, like they're important to me. So my higher self would make time to see my friends. So that's what I'm going to be doing now in the present moment. Mm -hmm. My higher self would have a green smoothie every day. So I'm going to have a green smoothie every day too. Just starting to like live your life as if it's ideal and how your higher self already is in your physical moment in the present time is like the best way to live your life. And you kind of just realize like, the stress doesn't matter and like all the little things that bother you don't matter because that's not a part of your higher self. And you can mm-hmm. kind of just like separate the good from the bad, your physical from your spiritual and just everything gets easier. And you just yeah. like learn to let go of a lot of things. Like a lot of things roll off my back now that mm-hmm. maybe didn't used to two years ago. Totally. That yeah. is like the most helpful thing. Like the most helpful tool to just envision yourself and like the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And just start to try to live as like the ideal version of yourself. Because, And I think a lot of it is, and I think I talked about this recently in my podcast too. How, and it made me realize talking to my sister it forces you to pick out what you want and what you do want to be doing and like what you want yourself to look like and act like and feel like and all these things. And I think a lot of people can find like what's wrong in their life, but they mm. don't even know exactly what they do want and how they would change it. Like you don't like your job. Okay, but what's your dream job? And it's right. like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, and even if you don't so know, like it's okay not to know. So now it's just important to know what you don't like. Like mm-hmm. for me, like from Stride, like I've learned so much about what I like, but I also learned so much about what I don't like and what I don't want to do in my future. Mm-hmm. And like if that's all you know, like, okay, like let's start there. Like what don't you like? I don't like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to work in customer service. Okay, so that I'm never going to put that in my higher self. I don't like, um, I don't know, I don't like the color, let's say purple for example. Okay, my higher self isn't going to have purple paintings in my house. It's just these like little things that even if you don't know, like, okay, that's going to help you to figure out what you do want in your life. Yeah. And also like manifestation goes so far beyond just being grateful and gratitude. I think so many people think that's step one. Yes, it is. Like while step one of, you know, manifesting your dream life is being grateful for what you have, it's, it's going to take more than just writing down in your journal, like, I'm grateful for my Dunkin' coffee that I had today. Like, yes, it's so amazing to express that gratitude, but you should really change it into, like, your present moment for your higher self. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if a car I wanted to drive is a Range Rover, by the time I'm 26, you can write, I'm so grateful that I drive a Range Rover. I'm so grateful that money comes easily and effortlessly into my, in, into my life in abundance. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that... 
I have a green smoothie every single day that makes me feel energized and ready to take on the day. Like it's about speaking that gratitude from your higher self into your present moment. Yeah. To make it come true. Mm-hmm. Do, you see, do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I know. I think I learned that too. Like you write it as if it's already happening. Yes. Because then it like starts to happen. Yes. So how did you, did you just think of like this higher version of yourself? Like where did you even hear that idea? Because that has been yeah. like a game changer. It has been a game changer. And honestly, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's been a, a lot of different people in my life that have kind of brought this idea on. I definitely didn't create it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But I don't remember hearing like this one person be like, okay, this is what you're going to do and it's going to change your life. I think it's been like a collection of different things that I've kind of put together to be like, okay, these are the goals that I want in my life, but I'm going to tweak it a little bit to become like a higher version of myself. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to mix that into like practicing gratitude of, the man of the you know like the manifestation of gratitude into my dream life yeah I feel like the higher self has just made me way more disciplined like I just think in moments like I'll be like I'll just stay up late and like watch Netflix and I'm like no but the best version of me is like getting to bed so that Mm -hmm. I get enough sleep and like I feel better tomorrow and yes all these things it literally helps so much I was talking with a friend recently and she was like whoa like mind blown you know it is crazy but like to your point to play devil's advocate like your higher self I mean mine anyway would also practice grace with myself so like Mm -hmm. if I do stay up late and I know it's gonna kind of like screw me over the next day my higher self won't get mad at myself and like that just takes away the pressure of like everything's gonna be fine Mm -hmm. you know like everything is gonna be okay because this is what's meant to happen and everything is falling into place Mm mm-hmm like take a deep breath. Yes. I know. I always am like, Gretchen, it's all right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it goes both ways. Yeah. So this is a topic you've talked about a lot and I have too. Um, there was a lot about like body image journey, how you found a healthy balance. This I thought was really good. How to accept healthy weight gain because mm. I feel like I've struggled with that definitely in the past. Yeah. What would you say to anyone about your body image journey and finding yeah. a healthy balance. Cause it sounds like you're in a really good place with your self love oh, and everything like that. Yeah, I really am. So I just want to put a trigger warning out because I know this is sensitive for some people. Yes. Um, so definitely a trigger warning. And like I said on my podcast, I'm like no expert in this field, but if I can like open up this conversation for any other girls, I'm so happy to do that. Um, so take what we're like going to say with a grain of salt when it comes totally. to this sort of stuff, because we're no experts here, but mm. we are just two girls that go through it. Um, so yeah, weight gain, especially when you're in the fitness industry has been really, really hard on me because like, I feel like I have to look a certain way, one being an instructor, but then two, like owning a fitness studio. Like, I feel like I have to look a certain way mm-hmm. and no one's putting that pressure on me except for myself. I mean, like I'd be lying if I said a couple of clients, like haven't made comments about like, you know, I had a lot of fun this summer and like, it kind of shows sometimes. And like, you know, I had a couple of people be like, yeah, like kind of like looked like you had fun this summer and like I know what they were referring to and it's like thank you oh my goodness. so it comes in the space because you know it is like what we're doing like we are talking about like you know transforming bodies and like you have to be very aware with people that are taking your classes like you have to know like as an instructor that not everyone in that room is there for like a mental release some people are there on a weight loss journey some people are there recovering from eating disorder some people are there in the middle of an eating disorder that maybe they don't even know that they have So you have to like tread very, very lightly and focus on like what's important and what's important in fitness in my eyes. Anyway, this is going to be different to every single person. But to me, what's important is that you just feel like a better version of yourself when you leave, whether it's stronger mentally or physically. And Mm -hmm. also that 
the definition of beauty the standard of beauty changes like every five years 10 years whatever it might be like the bodies that are in style now were like very in style like you know 50 years ago and then like even in the early 2000s it was like stick 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 skinny Mm -hmm. and you know like I've just realized that my body can't keep up with the trends like it's not a skirt it's not a shirt it's not a pair of shoes that come in and out of style like it's my body and it's been crazy like growing up being so tiny my whole life like needing to you know eat all the time so I actually gain weight because I was so underweight and just so tiny my whole life and then like you know hitting puberty and being 18 and like growing into like this womanly mature body and like you know I'm 22 like this is like the time where like some people start having like babies and stuff so like my hips are different and like you know you're just you're getting ready for like the childbearing years of like being a woman and it definitely like causes weight gain and it's something that has been really hard to manage and understand and come to terms with especially being in the fitness industry I feel like I have eyes on me and being like somewhat of like a public figure like it's just like it's hard to do it all under the spotlight Mm -hmm. but I've learned that like my body is my body and it's going to be so much easier to love my body if I'm doing all the right things meaning if I'm working out if I'm eating well and if I'm treating it right Mm -hmm. and that my body isn't something that I can mold to fit what other people expect of it it's like it's it's just how it is and as long as I'm doing my part and taking care of it that's all that I can do and if you don't like my body like that's not my problem you know what I mean as long as I like it that's what matters yeah that's what matters and like I'm really happy with how I look these days I think like I actually I really like my figure like I really like my shape and it took me you know two years to even come to terms with the fact that like I do have like you know bigger legs and like kind of like a bigger bigger butt and like a smaller waist but like it's just something that I've come to terms with and like yeah my stomach isn't ever going to be like perfectly flat like I'm never going to wake up with like these abs and like be super morning skinny like that's just not me but I love other parts about myself and like I love how I'm like growing into myself and it's taken mm-hmm. me a long time to realize it but I can't change it like it's not it's not going to be a trend it's just yeah. the body that I have to live with and yeah. it's so much easier to learn to love it than to hate it every single day oh my gosh yeah mm-hmm. way easier to just be like wait what if it's okay that I look the way that I do yeah. what if I can just be confident in who I am yeah. and loving myself and I think with the how to accept healthy weight gain is like knowing that it's just that Mm -hmm. like knowing that that's what's healthy for you and it can be hard if you come from a place where I know you and I both have been with like bad like body image issues and just being like oh my like I just remember thinking like if I gain like a couple pounds like I don't even know what I would do like I would freak out like that Mm -hmm. would be like the worst thing ever and then you realize and you start to like fix like the mental mindset behind it and you're like wait that's actually a good thing and wait I like now I have my cycle back and wait like Mm -hmm. all these things are are better because that's how I should be and like it's okay to have hips and look I have boobs yay like yes all these things so and it's really easy to idolize a version of yourself like maybe when you were skinnier or smaller Mm -hmm. because we block out all the bad stuff you know what I mean like I remember when I was I was really small like I'm I'm 5'5 and I weighed 114 pounds and I was so tiny like I look back on pictures and like I looked like sick almost Mm -hmm. Um, and it was in 2016 like I was vegan I was spinning all the time like but I was just so small and I used to really idolize that version of myself but about a year ago like I found a journal from that time and like I wrote in it I'm like I'm terrified of gaining weight I'm so scared of going back to what I used to look like what I used to look like was like 125 pounds like I looked super healthy like there was nothing wrong with me but like 
I was so scared in that moment to not look or to look any different than how I did. Mm-hmm. You know, so like no matter what weight I'm at, I've always realized that like I, I've struggled with it mm-hmm. no matter what. So like now this is the heaviest I've ever been in my whole life, but I've never like loved myself more in my whole life. I totally relate to that. And I think, I mean, I've told you this. I know that you know. Your episode on idolizing an old version of yourself, I remember listening to that and just being like, oh my gosh, this is like completely me and like my twin sister, like totally what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. And it's so true that you make yourself forget all the hard moments and like the really terrible things about those times because that's exactly what I do. You're, I've heard that, that like your memories in your brain, you remember like the positive things or like after a breakup, you're like, oh, but it was mm-hmm. so great. And I remember all the good times. It's like, no, 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 you're not thinking yes. about the bad times and like the reason the relationship ended or the reason you needed to gain weight or all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy how your mind does that. Yeah, it is really crazy. Forget all the hard parts. And like, that's the thing. Like I try my best not to ever weigh myself because also like the scale is so deceiving, especially like for women, like our bodies are different every single day Mm. um, because of like our periods and because like we're literally in a cycle every single day. And so every day is new. Like some days you retain water, Mm -hmm. some days you don't. Muscle weighs so much more than fat. So like, am I gaining fat or am I gaining muscle? So like I try not to go on the scale because it does like freak me out. And like Mm -hmm. my first thing is like, oh my God, I need to diet. But then dieting means like restricting. And then for me, restriction leads to binge. And then binge leads to me being stressed. And then stress leads to more binge. And then I'm unhappy with myself. And it's like this whole big cycle that has taken me like two years to really get out of. And now I'm really on like the outs of it. You know, know, like I got out of it mostly because like of dropping like toxic people in my life that just made me feel like I had to look a certain way to be accepted or loved by them. Or I had to you know, find comfort in food because they weren't giving me the comfort that I was needing. Once Mm -hmm. I like found comfort in myself, like I didn't need the validation from other people. I didn't need a guy to think that my body was attractive in order to be like accepted or worthy of love. Like Mm -hmm. I have found all of that in myself, which has helped my journey of just like healthy weight gain. Totally. Since like 2016. You are like spitting facts over here. (laughs) I feel like this is like speaking to so, this is like hitting, oh my gosh. Like so many people can probably just crazy like relate to this. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's even so hard to just like recognize within yourself like, oh, this is happening because I'm not finding validation here, here. Mm -hmm. And like realizing how that needs to change. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the hardest part of it. Yeah. Whoa. Like I found like it was just the worst. Like when I was like, in between dating people and I would always try and like look a certain way to get like validation from a guy mm-hmm. pretty much and then I wouldn't get it and it would just lead to a whole cycle of just like bad habits with like food and body image and yeah. just like from like guys like what am I doing I know. you know what I mean man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I know, I feel like what's just helped me the most with it is like, like can't do the scale, uh-uh, messes mm-hmm. with you. Like, we can't go there. See ya. And then it's just like, listening to your body, giving yourself grace, 
like balance, moderation, all those things. Mm -hmm. The best version of myself is eating vegetables. Okay, Gretchen, like let's not eat a whole pack of cinnamon rolls every day here. But it's also like the best version of myself loves cinnamon rolls. So like I'm going to eat those sometimes. And like she'll have one and be so happy that she had one. Exactly. And then save the rest for tomorrow because she knows that like she'll be happy having another one tomorrow. Yeah, that's why the best version of yourself mindset really helps so much and just like listening to my body and being like wow I just ate a lot of junk food like I I feel like I really could use a vegetable or like I ate so healthy today like I want to treat like it's just Mm -hmm. just I don't know just like simplifying things and I swear I've said this so much but like I feel like just watching boys eat or like seeing how they eat has like helped me yes because they are just like way more intuitive they're like I'm hungry I'm gonna eat or they're like no I'm full I'm not gonna eat anymore and I'm like I just like am in awe. I'm like, wait, why do girls make it so freaking complicated? Yes. Yes. No, it's so true. I have this one friend that's actually um, in recovery. Mm. um, And she's awesome to like watch because like we'll have like cookies out. And whenever she wants a cookie, like she'll eat it. And she'll have no guilt of eating it. And she's like, oh, that was so good. Like I might have another. And then she'll have another. And like it's so refreshing to see like like you can get healthy again with your relationship with food. Yeah. And the scale and, like, just everything. I know. And it's so to have anyone out there listening that struggles with it know how normal it is. Because I honestly, truly feel like every single girl at some point deals with it. Like, and guys, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just girls. Like, it's everyone. It's just, like, feeling like you have to look a certain way or, you know. Yeah. And it's really hard. Like, I think TikTok especially has, like, made it harder. I mean, I'm addicted to TikTok. But, like, also girls I never go. I need to go on there. No, you don't. (laughs) It's literally a black hole. Like, I spend way too much time on there. But, like, I'll see girls and they're like, what are you eating today? And they're like, apples. Ooh, I'm full. I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't get that. Um, so it's, it's hard with social to like, to always compare yourself and be like, mm-hmm. well, this girl looks so skinny and like, why don't I look like her? And no, like, social media you know, makes it really tough. Yeah. Like my boyfriend follows this girl and like her body's insane. Like, is that what he wants from me? You know what I mean? Like yes. it's hard. It's so hard with social media. Mm-hmm. So this goes along with what we were just saying. Have you ever felt like the fitness industry can be toxic with body image? And like, if yes, how have you dealt with it? I definitely think it can be Um, just because like I was saying a lot of people like from an instructor's standpoint you have to know your audience like a lot of people in that room necessarily aren't there for like the right reasons some of them are recovering some of them are in the midst of something that maybe they don't even know is a problem maybe some of them are on a weight loss journey like whatever their reason is for being there like you have to be very aware of it and you have to like tread lightly so Mm -hmm. like you don't want to say phrases like oh, like, you know, summer's right around the corner, like, summer bodies are made in the winter because, like, your body in the summer is just as loved and beautiful as your body in the winter. Like, it Mm -hmm. it shouldn't make a difference and vice versa. So there's definitely, like, this element of, like, you want to look a certain way because you're almost like your walking business card. So, like, if I, you know, I'm a spin instructor and I have, like, these ripped abs and, like, these super tiny, skinny, toned legs, like, that's a reflection of what should be my classes and be like, look, like, if you take my classes, like, you'll look like this too. Mm -hmm. But I don't look like that. Um, And, you know, am I saying, like, my classes will make you look like me because I can't guarantee that either. And, like, I I don't want anyone to, like, come in expecting to look a certain way so Mm -hmm. it definitely does play like a really heavy role and I think it definitely can be toxic because I didn't even know like what diet culture was until I learned like macros and calorie counting and like all these like low fat options and like 100 calorie smart packs like I learned all of that from like fitness Instagram Mm -hmm. and like fitness YouTube and like 
I almost wish I never even knew what that stuff was because it sent me on this huge spiral of like this huge downward spiral of like having such a bad relationship with food and having such like consumed with it completely yeah and yeah so I think it can really really be toxic and honestly like what I've learned is that like you have to do this stuff if you want to look a certain way you have to be disciplined but then it comes to a certain point of like okay well how disciplined do I want to be like you can be healthy and enjoy your life Mm -hmm. and that's kind of just where I'm at yeah I'm really happy with it yeah you know I have, like, a glass of wine when I want, and I don't, like, scrutinize myself for it. Totally. And I, like, enjoy what I eat, and I eat what I want, like, in moderation. But I just try and be, like, healthy, work out, because it makes me feel good. Yeah. And that's really it. I know. I think anyone could find, like, parts of, like, the fitness industry that they're like, ooh, this doesn't make me feel good, or, like, Mm -hmm. ooh, this seems, like, too much, whatever. But it's, like, you just have to do what works for you, like the balance, all those things. Because when I saw this question, I thought it was such a good question. I'm like, no, the fitness industry, I was telling Tori before this, like, seems so body positive and being the best version of yourself and how you feel. But then you really think about it and you're like, hmm, there are some parts that you're like, hmm, that's like a little questionable. Yeah. The core of it is like, health and fitness should make you feel good. And Mm -hmm. if it's not making you feel good, there's something that needs to change. Whether, most of the time it's your mindset. Totally. That needs to change. But it should make you feel good. Yeah. So, what is your opinion on Facetune or photo editing and, like, maybe how that affects body image or everything like that? Um, So, I've definitely done it, like, in my past. And it's made me, like, I don't try and, like, completely change how I look. But, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I'm insecure, like, I have, like, definitely, like, photoshopped, like, you know, an ab on my stomach or, like, Mm -hmm. shrunk my waist in to make me feel better. And then I post it. But then at the same time, I'm just, like, I don't feel better because Mm -hmm. now I just made this version of myself that doesn't exist. But now it's a standard that I'm setting for myself that I can't even get to Mm -hmm. but now I'm putting out like this false identity of me you know what I mean so I just say like tread lightly yeah and if it's going to make you feel better okay Mm -hmm. but then like how important is social media to you where you feel like you really do need to like change how you look totally you know what I mean and like my guy friends always say they're like yeah like we can tell when a girl like face tunes and then you meet them in person and they look nothing like their pictures like it's disappointing they're like they're pretty girls but like we would just rather see like what they actually look like yeah and I don't think anyone cares as much about your Instagram other than you. You know totally. what I mean? Like no one's really, no one really cares that much. Totally. I know. I so agree with that. I'm just, I mean, I almost feel like I don't really have a choice. I just feel like I could never, because like being on YouTube or like meeting people in person, mm-hmm. like if I change my photos, I just feel like you would know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you would see me in person and be like, oh, she looks different. Why is she editing herself shorter, or like bigger boobs? Because <laughs> she doesn't have boobs. I can see them, you know? Yeah. That sort of thing. And I so agree with that. I never thought of it that way. But, like, you see your Instagram the most and care about it the most. And are thinking about it. And most people are going to scroll by your picture in maybe two seconds. And so if you, like, made your waist smaller, your teeth whiter or whatever, like, no one's going to even notice anyway. Yeah. So might as well just be, like, the real you. Yeah. Like, just be you. I just – I feel like now thinking about that question, I'm just against it because I think it can make the, like, unrealistic expectations for women, all that sort of thing, way worse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't even know. I feel like I can't even tell if I'm scrolling through my Instagram, people that do it, people that don't do it. But, you know, if people are doing it, I'm sure it just makes me feel worse because I'm like, wow, this is, like, really unrealistic and I would never look like that. And they probably don't look like that either. Yeah. Really good accounts out there that, like, will show – 
I think one's called like celeb face and it'll show like a photoshopped image and then like a Getty image of them. Wow. You know, and it's like, this is like what they want you to see, but this so, is like, what So like that feels better like. to yeah. see like yeah. the reality of the situation. Yeah. Wait, that actually would feel better because I feel mm-hmm. like you just hold them on like a pedestal in yeah. your head and you're like, they're like so perfect. But here's the other thing. Like you can look at someone on Instagram and admire them and think that they're beautiful without wanting to replicate what they look like. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to like appreciate others' beauty, appreciate the bodies of other people without wanting to have that for you mm-hmm. like I can look at like Kim Kardashian's ass and be like oh my god I wish I had it but also know that like I'll never get it but I can appreciate it yeah Do you know what I mean yeah or like on the complete opposite end I can look at Kendall Jenner's body so skinny and beautiful and tall and be like that's so beautiful but I know that I'll never be able to attain it mm-hmm. you know what like I you can appreciate the beauty of other girls without wanting to be them yeah and without making it like make you feel bad and yeah. not compare yourself because it's definitely tough but that's such good advice because I'll scroll through Instagram for hours and yeah. then, like feel bad after. Yeah. But it's like... Like you can compliment other people without bringing yourself down. Yeah. You can like separate yourself from it. Mm-hmm. Your higher self. Your higher that self would thing. do that. Wouldn't compare yourself because you know yes. that you're good. Like yes. how you are. Totally. So talk about being single and how mm-hmm. you're okay being single because you sound like you're yeah, so I good love right being now. single. Um, so I think it actually took me to go through like... A relationship with someone that just wasn't good for me to appreciate being on my own mm-hmm. um, because like it's just so great like I don't have to like worry about somebody else and their life and you know this might be like the last season of my life where I can be so selfish where I can like wake up at whatever mm-hmm. time I want where I can go to bed whatever time I want I can talk to whoever I want. I can watch whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. Like, I can be so selfish during this time. Have your morning that you love. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I can do whatever I want just because I want to. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's enough. And when I'm dating somebody, that's not always enough. Like, mm-hmm. you do have to worry about their life. And you have to worry about making sure that they're solid and they're good. And you have to be a good partner for them. Making sure that, like, your cup's full so that you can help fill their cup. But mm-hmm. it's like... You have to fit them into your day. (laughs) Exactly. And like, here's, I love being a girlfriend. I love having a boyfriend. Like, I love being in a relationship. But, and it's so true that like, if you don't love yourself, how are you ever going to give love to someone else? Mm -hmm. And like, that's really what I learned, like in my last relationship that I was in was like, I was just at such a low point of loving myself that I was like, I had nothing left to give. And I was trying to just like give and give and give from an empty cup and I was just depleted and it just made me hate myself like so much more. And I felt like I couldn't be enough and I couldn't be good enough. Mm. Um, and now it's like, it's just me and I'm just like doing whatever I want. And I'm like, I'm loving it. And I'm in no rush. Like when the right person comes, like they'll come along. Totally. Um, I feel like I'll never meet the right person, but that's fine. Just because I feel like they're like so out of like my reality right now. Like they're just living their life, working on themselves. Maybe mm-hmm. they're in a relationship, of whatever, yeah. you know, but we'll meet like when we're supposed to and I'm not worried about it. Yeah. You know, it'll totally. come. Having faith. No, you will meet your person at the right time because yeah. it always works out that way. Mm-hmm. And I've said this like maybe a bajillion times in my podcast, but like I swear right is you know, you're like about to get a boyfriend because right as you are like how you are right now. I don't want one Like though. so solid and so good. Right as you don't want one. Right as I didn't want one. <laughs> Max showed up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just so true. It is just like, it's really true. So anyone listening that like wants a boyfriend, right as you are fully loving yourself yeah. and like so good. Because I totally had that mindset being like, 
I am so productive. I'm so busy. I love like seeing my friends. I mm-hmm. love my day. Like I love my life right now. And I don't even know how I could like fit anyone else into this. Like mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Like I'm busy. But then you like meet someone and you figure it out and you do like it works out. Yeah. But I so I remember that like mindset so well being like I literally don't have time for anyone else. Like, yeah. How would I even and do I feel that? like having a boyfriend like almost like mess things up. Like I have yes. such a good flow with like my friends and like I love seeing like my guy friends and I feel like everything would just get like shifted if I had a boyfriend. I'm <laughs> yeah. like but I don't want anything to be shifted. Yeah, like I'm having such a great time like mm-hmm. living right now. Like I don't want anything to change. Yeah. I'm like you know I entertain it. Like I go on dates like every now and then but like every time I go on a date I'm like wow like I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't what I want. Yeah. So then I just end up being like hey sorry this isn't gonna work out and then I'm like why am I even entertaining guys like I just keep having to send these texts <laughs> awful you're like this season of life is meant to be single okay <laughs> yeah. like I'm just like and then I have like the summer coming up like down in sea isle and it's like I just want to be like single for that and like just enjoy my life yeah you know yeah this season of your life is definitely meant to be single yeah that's what I think and you don't too. have to worry about anyone else's stuff I know I know like, <laughs> deal I, with them and their problems <laughs> I know like deal like fix yourself and then meet me yeah exactly <laughs> like I do love being in a relationship but like not now yeah you know totally that has got to help people listening that are single because everyone's always like oh like I'm single like I want a boyfriend whatever it's mm-hmm. like no you, whenever you think that you need to focus on yourself like that's always the and answer. it's like so true though because like when I got out of like a very serious relationship I really wanted a boyfriend like I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that breakup I didn't want that breakup like there was nothing about us that I ever thought that we were like gonna break up and then mm-hmm. we did and I was like I want another boyfriend replacement so then, exactly right away. so then I was mm-hmm. just like talking to all these guys and I was like really trying to like, like find someone again and I was just like this isn't it like this isn't mm-hmm. what I want yeah so it you know, it, like, took me about a year to really, like, come to terms with, like, okay, like, I don't want to date anyone. Like, I do just want to, like, be alone. But Mm -hmm. I think being alone has really helped because I've, like, tied up all the loose ends. Like, Mm-hmm. my ex my long-term ex and I are on really great terms like you know I don't hate him he doesn't hate me like we're on really really great terms mm-hmm. and like you know if anything were to ever happen like he is always there for me I'm always here for him um there was like someone else that like I was like you know very curious about and that has completely ended and I'm like okay that will just never work out like I have mm-hmm. all of my loose ends tied up mm-hmm. and I think that helps you to be single because there's like no like well what if this and what if that mm-hmm. I don't know I think just like speak your mind with people that you're curious about and like explore it see where it goes but like if it fails be okay with it failing yeah you know totally I know I just feel like in life whenever you're single whenever you're single it's because you're like supposed to be single yeah. in that moment yeah and the right person always comes when they're supposed to come <laughs> so uh, this is separate from that completely okay. but what has been the hardest part of running your business during a pandemic oh my god so much um Definitely. Well, so my business is in the fitness industry and I think that the fitness industry is one of the industries that have been hit really, really hard. Um, Not discrediting any other industry. Everyone is taking a hit from this, Mm -hmm. but fitness industry has definitely been really, really limited. Um, So my one business that's running right now is in Pennsylvania and we're actually shut down right now by um, the governor as of like today is like the first day that we've been mandated to shut down. Um, And I think that's just been the hardest thing is allowing government to interfere so much in a small business because like it's just not really the way that it's supposed to to work. 
Um, and you're supposed to be able to run and operate your business freely. And I totally understand there's a pandemic and I'm completely here to like follow the guidelines of it. But that's where it gets frustrating because we're given these insane guidelines, which we follow, and then they still shut us down. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are, why do we have to be so creative and like go so far out of our box to accommodate these guidelines to just be shut down again? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if you're going to shut the state down, like, shut everything down like why is it that like my little business is shut down but like the mall is still open mm-hmm. why is it that like I can go to Urban Outfitters and shop with 50 other people in the store but I can't be in like a socially distant spin class with other people and if it is really about health and fitness like why aren't we promoting gyms you know mm-hmm. that make people healthier or that you know some people like go insane if they don't have like a workout like I'm one of those people like I need to sweat to feel good and like some people just working out from home doesn't do it for them like going on a run doesn't do it for them Mm -hmm. and I really sympathize with those people because like here we are like we're supposed to make people feel like safe and at their highest self and like best and strong and we can't even like we can't even really do that Mm -hmm. you know so now we're like in this whole virtual side of um the fitness world which isn't what I wanted to do like I didn't want to be like a virtual spin studio I wanted to be like a brick and mortar spin studio and I wanted to like yeah. meet people and change lives and like make connections with people not the same it's not the same and like it's it's really really hard um and I just I feel bad for the fitness industry like I see mm-hmm. so many like mom and pops like going out of business and like no matter how much I want to think of stride as like this huge big brand like it is a small business mm-hmm. and we are suffering just as much as any other you know little business that you see around town and it's really hard and like you know we get shut down with no money sent our way from the government like mm-hmm. they make us like operate at 50 percent, but they don't want to help us with the rest of the money that we need to like come up with that that we mm-hmm. just physically can't come up with you know what I mean so that's like the hardest part is following all the mandates and then not getting any help from the people that mandate this totally yeah I I mean I'm sure for everyone listening that I mean I know like the pandemic has affected everyone's life you know and a lot of people's work life and stuff and I think some people might not even realize how tough and you just explained it all for small businesses like how crazy it is so Mm -hmm. yes not ideal people not ideal like it's my (laughs) livelihood you know like it's my baby so like Mm -hmm. you know god forbid if anything were to happen like I'd be devastated Mm -hmm. especially like it's just frustrating when like you give it your all and there's nothing more that you can do and like you still don't have control yeah it's just like out of your control Mm -hmm. so because of the pandemic how would you say that your workout routine has changed? Is it a lot more the at-home workouts? So I actually don't really do at-home workouts. It's tough. It is tough. And, you know, I've tried, um, and they're just not my thing. So mm-hmm. during, like, the first shutdown from March to uh, the end of June, I just didn't really work out that much. I um, Me too. put on, like, the <laughs> COVID-10, and I was like, cool. Um, but... I would like go on walks every now and then. I thought that was like fun to get out of the house and like see my mom and my dad. Um, But I wouldn't really do much because my mind, I'm like an all or nothing person. So I'm like, if I'm not getting underneath the barbell and like squatting, like I don't want to do it at all, which is like a fault on my end. You know what I mean? My sister and I were totally, we would be like, if we're not going to work out for like an hour and a half, why would we do anything? Mm -hmm. When now I'm like, okay, if you have 30 minutes, like it's better than nothing. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely is better than nothing. But at the same time, like I want... 
a good workout mm-hmm. and then you know I'm fortunate enough to like own a, a studio where I can go in and like do a workout on my own but it's just not the same yeah. like I opened up a group fitness studio because I like group fitness mm-hmm. um so I just simple answer is I don't really work out much during mm-hmm. the pandemic yeah no the at home is definitely tough when I I was telling Tori how I went to Orange Theory I like vlogged about it and had the mask on the whole time which was like tough I like I couldn't breathe on the treadmill mm-hmm. but I it made me realize how much I miss working out with other people. Yeah. And we were very far apart and everything like that. But I just, it like helped with my energy so much. I felt way more motivated because I'm like, everyone else is like in here, like the 11 of us or whatever, yeah. like doing it with me. So yeah, the at-home workouts, like I commend people that have been doing it like mm. for so long before the pandemic because it's like, I don't know, it's like way harder on your own. Me too. And like whenever we, you know, like right now we're doing like a virtual online stuff and I always think of like the people that are signing up. I'm like, good for them because I wouldn't be signing up for like virtual classes. Like it's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like I want to be in person. But once gyms opened back up, like I was able to like go to the gym and then I was like lifting and like that felt so great. Like CrossFit lifting, all that sort of stuff. And now we're shut down again. So like I can't be doing that right now. So I think I'm going to try running. Um, I kind of hate running, but me too. I want to try it. I like a love hate with running because I'm like, okay, it challenges me. It's good. But then I'm like, no, but I literally don't like it. And I get so bored. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, Gretchen, like it challenges you. Like it's good for you. You can do it. Yeah. That's how I am. Like I used to be a huge runner and Mm -hmm. then I just like stopped, but my cardio is there because of spin, but like I just would rather spin than yeah it's just way more fun yeah and you have the music and all the different yeah totally I know running just gets like boring I know and then your shins hurt and you're like ugh I I wish it was a bike oh really yeah god I hate running yeah but I'm gonna try (laughs) I I just also get bored like running the same routes and then like going on a trail and ugh boring walking is like so much better I know and everyone's (laughs) like like, way easier everyone's like you burn more calories walking than running I'm like wait so why am I running yeah (laughs) Not that it's because of calories, but I'm like, okay, this is harder and apparently not as effective, so I'll just and walk. And way less fun than yeah. like walking and like, yeah. So people want to know what other workouts you do other than spin. So you mentioned you go to the gym and you like mm-hmm. to lift weights. Yeah, I love to lift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think lifting has really helped with like healthy weight gain too because mm-hmm. I, I realized that like I'm so much stronger with like a little extra weight on me than I was when I had like no extra weight on me. So it feels really good to like push weight in the gym and like just feel really strong. It just helps me like mentally and with like my body. So I love that. But I really, really like um, CrossFit style of trainings. Like I love mixing like weightlifting with um, circuit training. Mm-hmm. So like anything that's like high rep or sorry, high weight, either like low to moderate rep. And then, like, very short recovery time mixed in with, like, cardio movements. Like, that style of training is so fun to me because it's, like, a competition with yourself. And it's, like, how yeah. like how many reps can I get in in, like, this amount of time? Or, like, mm-hmm. how many rounds can I do before the clock runs out? Like, I just – I love that. It's very mm-hmm. competitive. And it's really, really fun. I find that so challenging. It is challenging. I remember when you started your CrossFit, like, journey, you were, like, I always told myself I was going to do it and I would get nervous. And you, like, went and you were in the parking mm-hmm. lot and you're, like, okay, maybe next week or whatever. Yeah. But – that's so good because I just feel like that's so hard. Like it is hard, you. but it's so fun mm-hmm. um, for me anyway. Like it really just like stimulates like my brain. I'm like, wow, like this is so cool. Like I want to go like even like faster. I want to be even stronger. Like I want to lift mm-hmm. even heavier. And like I think it's like so cool. Like when I see girls like on TikTok like clean like 240. I'm like, I want to clean 240. Like yeah. they just they're like so cool when they do it. And mm-hmm. I just want to be like cool like that. And like they're yeah. strong girls. And I'm like, I want to be like strong like that. It's so just really cool. You like you think you like CrossFit and like lifting all those things with other people too, like 
how you like other workouts like with other people like not by yourself so I would actually do like that kind of training alone Mm -hmm. because as long as I can compete against like a clock or if I can complete uh compete against how many reps I'm supposed to be doing I like I'm fine doing it on my own Mm -hmm. which is the only workout that I'm like okay with being myself because it's like personal development like I can get like stronger I can like clean heavier I can you know push a faster pace Mm -hmm. and I'm like competing with myself so I'm okay doing it on my own okay so last question what is the best piece of advice you have for young female entrepreneurs oh okay um wow there's so much okay I guess it would be you got to stick to your guns because this is very much so a male-dominated world when it comes to business and guys will look at women as lesser than or less knowledgeable or just not even worthy of like being in the business world and like let me tell you women are meant to run the world and I truly think that a woman-owned business is so special and something that we need and we need you know more of it as many as we can and never let a guy like talk down to you because they're going to and you have to stand your ground stick to your guns and just show up like the boss that you are and just be like you know I don't need you to like my business I don't need you to like me so you either take it or leave it but this is how I'm running my business and you're not going to tell me otherwise yeah I that um reminded me earlier you said just being like so confident in your idea and your business Mm -hmm. and I feel like if you love it and are so confident in it and are like advocating for yourself like that's what you need to do yeah like you need to like stick to your guns and like never let a guy talk down to you because they're Mm -hmm. going to Mm -hmm. but you just you gotta you know hold your ground yeah did you find that tough in the beginning like starting stride like did you run into like Mm -hmm. I don't know with like investors or like any yeah one like be difficult with you yeah because I was young and a woman everyone would always talk to my co-owner because she was 31 at the time so she was like the grown-up yes and no one would ever talk to me like they would never look at me in meetings they would never look at me at you know when I was at the bank like nothing then they would never look at me and it was so infuriating because I'm like I'm just as much a part of this as my co-owner is yeah and like like I'm hiring you to perform a service for me. Like you're getting a paycheck from me. Mm-hmm. You're getting work because of me. The like the least you could do is look me in the eye. Yeah. And it just kind of takes you to like stand up for yourself and be like, you know, ask the tough questions that maybe they don't expect you to ask or show up, you know, 10 minutes early to the meeting that they don't even expect you to show up to. Like there's just a lot of ways that you can prove yourself. But on the flip side of that, don't feel like you have to prove yourself to any of these guys because you just... Mm-hmm you know you they don't deserve your time of day yeah and you know you know that you're doing something awesome that they can only dream of doing and that's why you're hiring them to work for you so you're already ahead of them yeah totally you're like don't get it twisted yeah, like you know like yeah you're hiring me here yeah exactly <laughs> this was so fun thanks for having yeah, me yeah thank you so much for coming on wow we covered like so much yeah this was like this was we covered all the topics you guys (laughs) and you know Tori and I could go for like five more hours about all of this yeah no that one time that you came to stride you took my five we didn't leave until like 8 (laughs) 30 because we were just like talking okay one day we're gonna make a podcast that's like five hours long I swear guys then are you gonna listen (laughs) but thank you so much for coming on having me thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you my next episode bye bye